You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How much time till we're on? I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Fakia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, trained for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to Sports Day, Sats and Rat. And we're coming to you live from Treasure Island Holiday Park tonight in Big Real Waters on the Gold Coast, all mm. thanks to Pickering Caravans. We're going to get to that very soon because we are, it's like glamping tonight. Oh, it's not, it? it's not like, not old school camping. Not, not not when I was a kid. When I was a kid, we used to have to carry the, the tent on our back and yeah. walk up mountains yeah. and put the pegs in. But this is, um, this is pretty special. Yeah, pretty good. We're going to uh, talk about that a little bit later on. Some of your uh, camping and caravan camping adventures over the years your best adventure story wins a sports day chili bin as well oh, mate. we went to new zealand last week they know we're there now we can stop using the the vernacular yeah you can see pickering's caravans at the upcoming toowoomba outdoor expo as i said this is sats and rat now regular listeners welcome to the super radio network 1170 in sydney senq 693 am 1620 on the Goldie, and if you're listening on the app or on the podcast later on, all of our listeners in New Zealand through SENZ or frequencies across the country, welcome to the show, the Pickerings family, great family, mm. Maury, the father, he's the patriarch, mm. and then you've got the Jack, dog. Jack's the matriarch, the son. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, they're a great family, but um, they provide us with a beautiful caravan here to do the show out of Treasure Island Holiday Park. We've got some of their staff here as well. Les and Ben, my dog Frank's here as well. Yeah, what a uh, good looking Beck. dog. Woogie's here as well, funnily enough. Mm. And we've also, we've actually warned Woogie listeners, don't use the toilet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be scary. Please don't use the toilet. <laughs> you can clog that thing up. Yeah. Smart. Thanks to our partners, our very law partners, uh, key official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023, and of course, World Gym Australia. Text any time into the show, 0457 736 736. I can see that Glenn's already on the text oh, line. He's red hot. G'day, Daddy Vass and The Apprentice. Given I was on hold for over 18 minutes last night and still didn't get through until much later and then hung up after 30 seconds, I'm hoping that firstly you will take my call tonight. <laughs> Cheers, Glenn, supported by Glenda. Oh. We'll see how that goes. In New Zealand, <laughs> In New Zealand, if you want to get involved in the show, double eight, double three. it's pretty easy as well. Now, Rat is sitting here. I want to know I want to know if our New Zealand listeners are bagging you for saying chili bin and jandals and all the things. Well, I'm, I'm married to a Kiwi, so I, know, I, get, but I get a leaf pass. Yeah, but but it's, 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 it, can be, it can be deemed offensive, I think. It can be a little bit. Mm. But from you, it would be. <laughs> if you're an adopted Kiwi, I think it's Daddy, I've got a good camping story. Daddy Vass is back in the uh, yeah, studio with, in the boot, yeah. with work experience kid Brenton. Yeah, and hot, the sound on, hot on the button. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, Rat, we spoke about uh, tracky dacks mm. and wearing your socks over your tracky dacks. Yeah, I've done it. So I saw Ezra Mam do it on Saturday at Belmore Oval. Now, you've turned up with your tracky dacks on and your socks over the top. Now, yep. I remember as a kid, 
used to wear socks over your tracky deck so you didn't get them stuck in the spokes. Stuck in the spokes, that's yeah. right. Or if you ran tufts, you didn't need to do it. And I had tufts back in the day. <laughs> do you, you you would have run spokey dokies, I nah, reckon. No, I had tufts. You would have had spokey dokies. Yeah, I had a Madison with yellow <laughs> you tufts. Nice. Yeah, I didn't have the spokey dokies. Nice. Or if you couldn't afford spokey dokies, what'd you put in there? Cards, a playing yeah, card. Yeah, card, yeah. Yeah, so get involved anytime in the show. 0457-736-736 or in New Zealand, double eight. Double three and on t- on the show tonight, former Knights Premiership player, Queensland State of Origin front row, Clinton O'Brien. Now, mm. this guy, fortunate enough, he's one of my closest friends. Okay, but fortunately enough, this guy has got some great stories from his career, most notably off the field as well. He came in contact with some of the most influential people Absolutely. in rugby league very yep. early on in his career. So he's going to catch up with us very very soon. He's going to be here on site live. Uh, things that make you go. Mm. And Teamless Tuesday, there's been some big ins. TLT. A few big changes. And also, yeah, your old club, the Sharkies, Craig Fitzgibbon has said, you know what, enough's enough. He's wielded the axe. Not only are they struggling to stay within reach of the top four, the way they're playing at the moment, they're struggling to stay in in touch with the eight. They've got a tough draw coming home. But you've got to make some tough choices, and that's exactly what they've done. It's a game of results, isn't it? Yep. And two players will front the NRL judiciary tonight, Jared Wallace, Mike Acevo. We're going to talk about this a little bit very, very soon, but but Tino Fasul-Malawi, he's actually just accepted a three-week ban. That's the one out of the three that I thought had the best case, and that was probably the most important to where they see the ladder... And Regan Campbell-Gillard runs off the kickoff. Tino hits him with a beautiful shot. In Just and went into him. Now, if you look at it slow motion, and I'm sure they would have. I'd like to think they would have looked at it frame by frame. His arm is actually away, away from, from his, his body. body. Now, the problem when you – and a lot of the NRL clubs now say that if we, if we, go, to, if we go to the NRL judiciary um, – they're just going to slap us and they're just going to hit us yeah, because yeah, what yeah. they do is, listeners, you get in there and they'll ask you one question. The prosecutor will ask you one question on behalf of the NRL. He'll say, "Well, it's, you've been charged with a shoulder charge. Now, at any stage, did you attempt to wrap your arm around the ball player?" And when you answer no, well, it's case closed yeah, but, a lot of the but, time. But, but my, my theory is: is do you have to go in and do you have to put your hand on a Bible and no, you don't. Can you get done for perjury? No, you can't. Well, you just lie. Yeah. And you say you were trying to do it. Like, that's, you got to. Like, I mean, the season's uh, on the line. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Freddie, I remember playing in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, for Australia once and, and Freddie talking about teams that were, teams that were not, not cheating, but just pushing the, pushing the edge, pushing, pushing the barrier. And, and Freddie's like, if you're not doing that, if you're not trying everything you can to try and win, what, what, what are you doing here? Mm. Now, Look, I'm not condoning lying. Don't get me wrong, but like you just do whatever you, do whatever it takes to keep your best guys on the field. Mm. And I thought they had a case to argue. I thought they they could have gone in and fought it. And like I said, for the for the sake of a week, it's like they've just given up on the season. Do you know what? Sometimes sometimes players and clubs forget that yes, they've got a prosecutor going up against you on behalf of the NRL, but also you're actually giving your evidence in front of. Ex-players. Mm. So sometimes you can play on the emotion of the ex-player and put them in the scenario that they may have found themselves as well. Now, they've got to come to a decision based on evidence, but it's humans. You're dealing with humans so, and ex-players as well. Well, well he's, he's basically set his feet and he's lent, like he's, he's launched into him with his shoulder and he comes away. He's hit him that hard that he's bounced off him and he couldn't, 
He couldn't wrap his arm around him. Yeah. Uh, that could have been a great... Oh, I should have been... I should have gone and represented him, Sats. I reckon I could have got him off. I went there once. I went down there. To There's no way in the world you went to the tackle. judiciary. Oh, yeah. Spear tackle first year on Luke Burt, remember? I, I got to, four weeks. I was about to say, it would have had to have been someone who's under 70 <laughs> kilos. It would have been... I spear tackled Luke Burt. It would have been Luke Burt or Wes Patton. Yeah, yeah. I, I got him good too, and, and I drove him into the ground. Are you the first winger ever to be suspended? Mate, I was playing 5'8", you idiot. You weren't playing 5'8". <laughs> There's no way you it were playing It was for the Titans. <laughs> now, Steve says, I thought the Tino Tucker was a good hit. RCG got up. Play on. Yeah. And that's what I think everyone seems to think, Steve. And now you look at Jared Wallace's one with the Dolphins up against Penrith. He's been hit for another shoulder charge. He's, I think that's his second now this year. He does make a little bit of contact underneath the chin, around the neck area. And he can't actually wrap his arm around because there's other players involved in the tackle as well. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty difficult difficult to and, do. And the thing about Tino, it was it was like ch- around the chest like or lower. It wasn't anywhere near his neck or his head. And he didn't like just – he didn't – turn side on and square up and throw his, the point of his shoulder yeah. at him. It was... Yeah, it's, when you've got a problem is when you've got your arm tucked in by your side, haven't you? Or you, mm. your, your bottom part of your forearm across the bottom part of your body mm. and you lean forward like you're saying when your elbow's tucked into the side of your body. Now, yep. the, the big news out of today, of course, and we've got a text here also from, from Sporty Gav, the scrapping of the Commonwealth Games today by Dean Andrews is absolutely ridiculous. We need the Tom Commonwealth Games because it's like the Olympics for our top-ranked lawn bowlers. <laughs> and I think... Beating the Poms in I anything. Like, I like beating the Poms in anything, sporty game. So that is the big news. Uh, Daniel big Andrews, news. the Premier of Victoria, announcing today that the 2026 Commonwealth Games will not be hosted in Melbourne, Victoria now, because basically saying costs have blown out. $2.8 billion they predicted that it was going to cost to host it, and that's obviously putting up all the resources and all the venues, whatever it may be, and uh, all the staffing. But all that is now blown out. But anyway, up to is around... $4 billion, yeah. I reckon, like... Above. Above, Six yeah, or seven yeah, yeah. billion dollars in total. Which I, I get, but gee, I, you make a commitment to a game, games of this nature, and they're only four four years out. It's, yep. a, it's gee, it's tough. It's it's a big call. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't see another city picking them up. The only one, the only, I think the only city that could pick them up or any state could, that could pick them up at the moment would possibly be Brisbane. Yeah. And uh, the first thing you think about when you think about Olympics and, and Commonwealth Games is the athletics. Mm. which is where have they got a track already laid, ready to go. Now, of course, they've got to build one at the Gabba for the Olympic Games in 2032, yeah. but but Brisbane already have one where they hosted in 1982. Now, yeah, it's archaic, it's old, it's prehistoric, but it's it's a lot easier to add to something that's already there and redevelop that, uh, not completely knock it down, but just add to it rather than build something brand new. So if... If push comes to shove, I suppose Brisbane and Queensland could host it, and it's actually not a bad precursor when it comes to hosting the the Olympic, the Olympic Games, Games. In, yeah, yeah, eight yeah. years yeah. after it as mm. well. So mm. I'll tell you what, I love the Commonwealth Games. I don't know about you, listeners. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six or double eight double three in New Zealand. Some of my greatest memories when it comes to some some athletic performances uh, in most sports comes from the Commonwealth Games. Now. The very first one that always comes to mind for me is 1982, Raylene Boyle oh, yes. in Brizzy. Yep. And the next one after that, very close second, to 19, 1990, Auckland Commonwealth Games, the 5,000 metres, Andrew Lloyd. Now, if you haven't seen it, one of the great finishes uh, in athletics, the 5,000 metres, he comes around the final bend and somehow wins this race. So 
I don't know. What are some of your well, thoughts mate, from Commonwealth Games? Mine, mine was Michael Shelley yep. at the Gold Coast uh, Olymp- uh, Commonwealth Games, the marathon. And he was getting beaten by, you know, a, 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 about a kilometre by the, the fellow that was in front of him. There was only about two k's to go, and old mate broke down. Michael Shelley just put the foot down and got past him. He actually fell down. Michael Shelley copped a bit of heat after for not stopping. Yeah. And helping him. I'm mm. like, are you kidding me? It's a race. I would have kicked him. He was <laughs> just trot on, his, trot on his heel with your spikes as you run by him. He was a Scotsman, I think, the guy that just, he went too hard. That's the nature of the race. He went too hard. It's a marathon. It's a war of attrition. He didn't make it. Michael Shelley went past and won on his home track. He's a Gold Coast boy, so there was plenty of support for him. But, gee, it was a great race. Yeah. The costs actually haven't blown out that much. And I did right. hear that today. So, without knowing the, you know, the levels of governance around this, it's... It's disappointing either way. Well, I can't imagine they have to build that much stuff in Melbourne. Yep. I mean, they, they had the uh, Commonwealth Games there in, what well, was it, 06, maybe? 2000, no, 2002, maybe? Oh, was it in the early 2000s? They had yep. them down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, like they've, they've got the facilities to, to host the events. So I, I guess, you know, I mean, there's obviously cost to it. But, yeah, disappointing. Robert Burrow tomorrow saying is, why can't Sydney, New South Wales, share them with Victoria? Well... They could, I suppose. What about that? Hi, Scott and Matthew. Matthew. Belmont yeah. from Clarence. Very official, no, very yeah, formal. Yeah, what about Rob DiCastello in the 82 Com Games? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was outstanding, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, see, we're not going to see that now. No. Which, you know, I, yeah, I hope they work it out. Another text said, don't be silly, boys. That was a direct shoulder only. Uh, only from only Tino. Tino. That's from yeah. New Zealand as well. Make sure you leave your name. Yeah, I mean, it was a shoulder, but it's not like you... He didn't get up around the head. Yeah, it was nowhere near his head. His arm wasn't tucked in tight. And he wasn't just like trying to launch in. He, I mean, of course he was launching in, but I mean, that's it's a, it's a contact sport. Mitch yeah. from the Robinson Superstar Spud says, Tino's got way too many prize. Rub him out. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, oh, he's becoming like a villain, Tino, <laughs> isn't he? He's like the, the guy people like to hate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, let's get to a break because uh, we've got a, a great guest coming up next. Former Origin front row, Newcastle Knights pressure winner, Clinton O'Brien. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We are yeah, back. We are back. We are uh, around the campfire for Pickering's Caravans. And we are live from Treasure Island Holiday Park on the Gold Coast. And thanks to Pickering Caravans. That's where you try and get some of your, your favourite camping stories, your favourite caravan stories, or some of your caravan atrocities as well. Now, our next guest, he loves his camping as well. Loves it. Loves to live off the land. And uh, he's a former... Uh, great Australian schoolboy t- team. Nice. We're going to follow up on that, on that as well. But not only that, uh, State of Origin front row for Queensland and also Newcastle Knights Premiership winner. And he joins us here live on Sports Day. Clinton O'Brien, thanks for, having, thanks for coming on board. How are you, mate? mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having now, me. Now, listeners, if I, if I call him Salmon, it's because I'm, I've never called him Clinton. Okay, so if I say salmon, we're talking about Clinton O'Brien. That's course of the salmon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> There's plenty there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, life after footy, how's things going for yourself? Yeah, good. Um, I um, went down the avenue of my, uh, my father. I was in the car industry. Yep. So still doing a bit now as uh, as we speak. So um, that's probably all I knew. So now, that's... now, just one thing. Okay, 
Clinton's last name is O'Brien. Mm. So when he talks about his yeah. great father, what's your dad's first name? Brian. Brian O'Brien. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, I love it's that. It's Robbie McEwen's son's name name's Ewan. Ewan McEwen. Ewan That's McEwen. ridiculous. <laughs> it's like Edward Woodward. Yeah. <laughs> now, former Australian schoolboy. Yep. What year was that? Nineteen ninety-one. Ninety or ninety-one? Yeah, we it was one of the it was one of the tours to England. So, so just tell some of the listeners some of the other names in that side that went on and played NRL. Uh, Sid Domic, um, Jamie Olgenick, Michael Butner, um, Stewie Collins was in there. Uh, Josh Stewart, Denny Williams. Yeah, right. Yeah, was so Danny Williams as mad back then as he was? Absolutely yeah, was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Him yeah. and Josh Nothing were changed. absolutely nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, what a lot of people mightn't realise is that you're, you're a Dolphins, Redcliffe Dolphins Jr. You're a proud, yeah. proud Redcliffe boy from the Morton, but you're the first Dolphins Jr. to play Origin. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, a, yeah, that was a lucky one. So. 1997. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I was being told I was the first junior to come all the way through the ranks and... Um, End up getting lucky and playing for Queensland, so that was so, special. So, are you supporting the Dolphins? Are you? Are, yeah, they I, must have a soft spot in the heart absolutely. for you. You yeah. must be loving what you're seeing. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I mean, look, I looked at the stadium last weekend. The amount of people that had that there, what I call Dolphin Oval, um, it's quite spectacular. And um, you know, it's a ground that I, I just used to love to play on, and it uh, holds so many memories to me. But um, yeah, so the, and I still see the jersey and. It's always going to meet a special place for me. So, you know, obviously, I know the answer to a lot of these questions, but you lived a, a really colourful life, especially early on in your career, Clint. And when you were 17, you get courted by the Roosters, and a man that played for Redcliffe and ended up becoming immortal played a real pivotal role in your life, didn't he, early on, and getting you down to the Roosters. Who was that? Yeah, that was big Arthur Beetson, um, was, who was a, obviously a... Uh, was a wonderful supporter of Reckliffe and it was very important to him. And uh, it was also, there was another guy there in, in Mark Murray and then he was also assisted by Jack Gibson at the time and obviously by Nicolaitis. So I was on scholarship with the Broncos there early on, just before I went on the tour. Uh, I found there was a fair few guys in front of me, like the Alan Cairns and, you know, Mark Holmes and Andrew G was coming through. So I found it an easier way to play first grade by going to the Roosters, who were sort of, down the bottom end of the of, of the of the ladder, but um, I actually thought that might have been the way. I had a bit of a discussion, and then Jack turned up to the house one night and he said, uh, "He said, kid, you're coming to live with me." Yeah, right. So, so, <laughs> so I'm, li- I'm a 17 year old kid, never left Reckliffe. Like to go into Brisbane's a big thing for me to, from leaving <laughs> from leaving the Hornybrook Bridge. You know what I mean? So then to go down to the to get picked up and go and live at Cronulla in Jack's house and and. Uh, and to, to live under his roof was quite spectacular. So what? So so tell me, like to, icons of the game. You, you're, you're 17 years old. You have got Arthur Beetson, you know, want you yeah. down south. You got Jack Gibson walking into your life, saying, "You're coming to live with me, kid." Yeah. I, I had a bit to do with Jack as a kid. Obviously, my dad was coached by him, and, yeah. and we knew the Gibson family and Johnny Gibson. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, but tell me, what was Jack like behind closed doors? Was he was he as dry and as like he just didn't say much, Jack? But when he spoke, you listened. Yeah, he didn't say much, Jack. He, oh, he didn't. He didn't. He was he's a, he was a quite a big softy. Um, Judy, his wife, doesn't get a lot of credit. She was an amazing lady. Um, yeah. As soon as Judy said something, Jack would just jump. Um, but I was, if I could tell a little story, yeah, I'm, yeah. Sit, I'm sitting there one day because I'd never worked. I was a seven year old kid, as I said. I never left Reckliffe. 
So I've gone down there. I've been picked up at the Sydney airport by Jack Gibson in this big Land Cruiser with Johnny Gibson. <laughs> yeah, right. And Johnny Gibson, as you know, right, yeah. he's probably the best, one of the best little blokes yeah, in the yeah, Shire. Yeah, yeah. And had everyone chasing him, yeah. plus he's Jack's son. Yeah. So... We get home, and Johnny goes, hey, get your dancing gear on. You're coming out with me. I said, how good's this? So, um, yeah, so that was really good. <laughs> so, I remember you telling me a story once when you were sitting on the couch watching TV, and Jack would oh, walk yeah. through and just about who you're playing this week. It was after I'd, I'd been working, so I'd come home, and it was my day off. And um, he goes, oh, how you going? I said, yeah, good, Jack. He said, how was work? I said, yeah, good, Jack. He goes, um... What are you doing the Sabo? I said, it's my day off. I said, oh. He goes, oh, all right. He goes, who are you playing this weekend? I said, oh, we're playing Newcastle. He goes, hmm. And he paused and he goes, isn't that the uh, Australian front row or the New South Wales front row that Rodney Howe or something playing there? And I said, yeah. He goes, hmm. He goes, I bet you he's not sitting at home watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, enough there said. Go, there goes my day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, said. <laughs> so just little things like that, yeah, Jack, yeah. was fantastic. So, mate, you, I'm, I mean... Colourful life, Jack Gibson. Ran in some interesting circles. Yeah. Um, you must have had some inter- interesting moments, maybe after some big days at the races or, you know, who... Oh, because you, you lived with one of the, the, one of the real the known big, SP big bookies, bookies around yeah, Sydney yeah. at the stage, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, who have become very good mates with. And he was a very good mate of the clubs too. So a lot of us used to go around. He used to have a gym there. So, um, yeah, he was a colourful character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a big, wonderful man. Big night races, big day at the races this, this gentleman would have. And yourself and Jason Keogh, who was another player yep. who played in the NRL, were living with this this uh, former yep. bookie. But if he had a big day at the races, it's usually a, a pretty interesting environment that night, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we weren't allowed in certain rooms. Um, and there was a couple of people coming and going. We had about a 75 or 80 kilo rot wheeler that nothing was <laughs> locked up. And if you got through the front door, well, I don't know how. Um, but, yeah, so you didn't ask many questions. Yep. Um, you're only told once. And um, if uh, if certain people told you that, then you just keep going. So, Origin, mate, 1997. Yeah. You get the call up. Um, how was the experience? I mean, to be thrust into Origin, it was um, it was a big year for Queensland that year, obviously. Um, how, how how was your roomie? How did you find it? What, did, did it meet all your expectations? Oh yeah, it was it was yeah it was unbelievable. Um, and I think my roomie was Neil Tierney. I think I had Craig Smith as well. So big buffer. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> terrific guys. It was a terrific culture. Um, you're walking through corridors and you, you know you're passing Beats and or you're passing Footbally Fulton Smith or or um, you know Mel Meninga or you know those sorts of guys and. and then you see the jersey, the maroon jersey, and you're getting dressed in it. And then you go into training and. You know, things like that. And then, obviously, when the game comes and it starts, it you know, it comes and goes so quickly. Now, we've got a text here on the text line, 0457 736 736 from a James. He said, can you ask Clint, is it true that he used to hand wash his training clothes because he didn't want to pay for dry cleaning? <laughs> That's a stitch up. <laughs> that would be a stitch up for sure. So who, is who this did, true? Who did you is play it? with who had the name James but went by the name of Jimmy? James Smith. No. Jimmy Goddard. Goddard. Jimmy Goddard. Goddard. Oh, is he on it, is he? One of the greatest <laughs> pests. Yeah, one of the pests. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pests. yeah. Now, 99, you moved to the, the Knights because the Gold Coast Chargers fold. So you moved yep. to the Knights in 99. And being a front row, you're playing up, up alongside the Chief, Paul Harrigan. We've got a lot of Newcastle listeners on the app and also listening through 2HD. As a front row, it must have been a dream. 
training alongside him and playing alongside him. Well, actually, funnily how it happened, I was, it was one of our last training days when the State of Origin, and Fatty comes down behind the goalpost. I was in the, we were actually just warming down. And he goes, hey, listen, he said, um, the Chief wants to talk to you. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, the Harrigan's just rang me and wants to talk to you. And I said, well, I'm meant to be playing him in four days' time. <laughs> so anyhow, I get home, have a shower, and I rang, rang Paul. I said, g'day, Paul, it's Clinton O'Brien here, mate. And I said, um, how can I help you? And he goes, listen, um, don't go sign anywhere. Malcolm and myself want you at the club next year. Don't go sign anything. Let's get the game over and done with, and you'll be a knight. And um, after that, we uh, we went and met with them, and flew down there for a couple of days, and so it happened. Mate, fairly handy uh, forward pack you joined. Big Butsy was there too. Must yeah, have been Butsy good was pl- fantastic. You learn a lot playing with those guys. Absolutely, yeah. Well, how can you not? I mean, it was just we were just beaming with 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 forwards, and we got young kids coming through like Steve Simpson. You got Maddie Parsons coming from the South. Billy Peden. Billy, who's just what you know, just a yeah, legend yeah. of Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Peter Shields, it was, you know, then we... Then Statue, you, then he would have been there. Yeah, yeah. So then you throw into the pack someone like Ben Kennedy. Mm. Yeah. And, like, one of the probably one of the best forwards I've ever played yeah. with. We, you oh, say that, 2001, he was awesome. 2001, you win the comp against Parra. Parra were just so dominant that year. Yeah. They broke every record. Yeah. But I remember listening to Joey once, and he said, at the grand final brekkie, you felt they were nervous. You could tell they were nervous, Parramatta. Yeah, they were, and I think when we, I think even the weekend before when we beat Cronulla, we we beat we beat Cronulla in the prelim. Yeah, you did, and we beat by one point. That was how we when we come in then. A lot of the press were. It was my last game I played for, was for Cronulla. Yeah, 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 it, was yeah, the, yeah it, was. it was such a tough game mm. at the Sydney Football Stadium, and we come back in the sheds and they said, "Who would just rather?" We said, "We didn't care who we played because we knew that we were good enough to beat anyone." Yeah, and the and the sprinkling of our side was just. All the homegrown kids, you know, you had the Gidley, you had the Dearest, and you had Adam McDougall. Um, these guys were in their prime. They were kids, and they were just, you know, na- international players. And uh, then you throw in someone like Andrew. I think Andrew had 12 weeks out with an ankle injury. So too, he, yeah. he's come back all, all, you know, all guns firing, and um, it, we, were, we were red hot. And, and I think with, with, with that team that we had, I think Andrew and someone like Danny Badiris make the game very simple for what what our own job were yeah. personally. So we knew as an individual what your job, you just do your job, everything, let, you know, let, let, let us, let the clever boys do their bits and pieces yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll look after the clock and, and the game score. Mate, there's probably not a more parochial crowd than Newcastle in terms of passion and love for their team. Now, you've got to describe to us what the... The return back to Newcastle, coming back into Newcastle, and the proceed and, and the, the following week was after you've won the grand final. Well, we we didn't. I don't think we got out of the sheds until after midnight. Uh, we had our own players bus with the trophy and everything like. And then then our families were in the bus behind. We had a police escort all the way out. And then when you turn off the highway to come into Newcastle, it was just littered with people. There was people with barbecues and and. And just sitting there, just waiting for us, and we, we just we were doing 40 k's an hour, and we'll stop, and we were signing an autograph, saying hello, and people were dressed in their uniforms, and then we get to the then we get to um, the workers' club. You couldn't get into the workers' club then, so they took us to the Marathon Stadium. This was three in the morning. There was 18,000 people in the stadium, <laughs> sitting there waiting for us. That's insane. Isn't it? So then we have a family 
our, our family, what we call the reception, our after party, that started at five in the morning. <laughs> Joey would have been Joey flying, still <laughs> bright-eyed, oh. bushy-tailed. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so. anyway, like we said, you I know, remember getting on a, I remember getting on a on a fire truck and then they get taken to the next pub. You know, <laughs> at six or seven in the morning. I mean, that was just what Newcastle was yeah, about. You jumped in a cab, oh, they mate, dropped you home. Uh, um, one thing that, like, it, it must it must break their hearts not not having you know a, a really strong club at the moment. I, I think yeah. I think it's moving in the right direction. I don't but think they're far away. No, actually, I don't no, think no, they're far away. Is, yeah. But but I'll, I'll tell you, like, I, I don't think people understand. The, the the passion that the Novocastrians have for their yeah. side. If you haven't been there and played there, yeah. um, or felt it, and it, it would have been a great place to live too. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. I remember the. I'll never forget it. I went down to get my groceries the first day I moved there. I was at Woolworths, just in it, um, in Union Square there, and and a girl there was at checkout was packing my groceries. She said, "Thank you very much for coming. We can't wait to watch you play." Yeah, you know that? what I mean? And as there's an old saying in Newcastle, you win on Sunday, the town smiles on Monday. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what the town's about. It's a working class town. Yeah. Um, they're very proud of their town. And Sunday afternoon at three o'clock at Marathon, that's where you wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, and awesome. straight to the Hunter Valley for a few wines after. Yeah. For a weekend yeah, away. Yeah, it was such a miss- special place. Yeah, good, yeah. Such a good All yeah. Fanny's the nightclub. Clint O'Brien, thank you very much for joining us on Sports Thanks, Day. It's really Thanks good for catching up. Thank Let's you. get to a break. Sats and Rat for Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Rat, we are live at Treasure Island Resort Park, which is on the Gold Coast. Just near Harbour Town, actually. We're here for Pickering Caravans. Make sure you Google Pickering Caravans. They're at the Toowoomba Outdoor Expo very soon. So we're coming up in the next couple of weeks, that is the Toowoomba Outdoor Expo. You can see all their range as well. Now, Treasure Island here is dog-friendly as well. And the resident stylist, Leslie's here. So what you've got to understand with the Pickering Caravans is that you can buy a caravan. It's like building a house. Yep. And then Leslie comes in, stylist. She can style it stylist the inside to the stars. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just on off the barbie we've got cooking over there. We've got the snags on. Well, you know the one thing I love about this caravan. Yeah, you, know, you usually got to take a barbie with you. No, no, this this is slide one out, out straight from underneath the caravan. This is the bomb. Yeah, the whole bench ready to go. Yeah, I want in. You want in? Yeah. Hey, you've actually got a caravan story. Oh, mate, I went camp. Well, we used to go. We used to go camping and caravanning heaps down at down to Sussex Inlet when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and um. We, that's where I learned how to water ski. Was, you know, great memories. But there was this other time too when I went for it. We were riding our pushies around the park. Across the road from the park, there were these horses over there. And they'd just been fed some hay. And I, I, walked, I thought, I'm just going to go. They're all still. So I'm just going to go over there and pat one of them. And, mate, I've gone over there. And I've, I've gone near one when it was, like, when, when it was eating. And I've spooked it. It's looked up at me and just started charging at me. <laughs> And I've turned, I've got about 15 metres of the fence and the, the horse is about 20 metres behind me and I'm just legging it. This thing has, it was a big white horse and it's butted me in the back and threw me over the fence as I'm diving. I, I mean, I had a fear of white horses ever since. I can't go near them. So yeah, stay away from horses when you go camping, unless you're going horse riding camping. Yeah. Of course, you've got to go near the horses. Absolutely, then. absolutely. Yeah. Don't forget with uh, Pickering Caravans as well, not only can you purchase them, you can actually rent them. Yeah, no horses included. So either. basically, you can, just, you can drive up, you can just hitch it to the back of your 
Your truck? Oh, mate, absolutely. I've got the tow bar stats. We've got to do a bit of a road trip. Let's get one of these caravans. Oh, you know what I've got to learn? I've got to learn how to back one in. It's not that hard. Isn't it? No. Yeah. Well, well, the bigger they are, too, you can see them. So yep. you just, you know. My mates who've seen me back a boat now will start texting and saying, mate, you've got no idea about backing anything. A shout-out to Danny Badiris, Bedsy, who's <laughs> hey, listening Bedsy. as well. As well. Yep. One of the great men of rugby league. One of the league. great men of Newcastle and rugby league, yes. Yep. He now, is. Bunnies fans, this is a sports update thanks to Polaris. Um, Campbell Graham re-signs with the Bunnies. Huge. For 2020. Best centre in the game until up until, he, uh, until he got injured. So, yep. yes, good, good work by the Bunnies. And that's smart by them. He comes off contract at the end of next year, but they've locked him up. And, um, you know, he's obviously happy where he is. So, yeah, I think... With Latrell back this week, uh, they get a fit Campbell Graham back. Um, you know, the forward pack's looking very strong this week. Um, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be getting, getting into some good footy, I, I think, towards the end of this year, that, you know, the end of the season. They need, I think Latrell needs a few games. He's been out for six or seven weeks yeah. now. Um, it'd be good for him to get a few games under his belt. But you just want the best players on the field this time of year, don't you? So the One thing he's got is time. Yeah. So he can use the next three weeks to really get some, some match fitness. Now, on the back of the Commonwealth Games, uh, no longer being hosted in Victoria. Chris56 says Commonwealth Games are dead. They're a victim of sports overload, more world championships than ever before. Yeah, and, and that, that is a, that is a, a fair, fair argument. argument. But I've got to say, I love the Commonwealth Games for two reasons. One, Australia win a lot of gold medals and silver <laughs> yeah, and bronzes. Yeah. It's a good confidence booster. Yeah, but also it's just it's a really good precursor to going to the Olympics. Yeah, well, well I'll tell you where it's good. It's good in, I mean, you think about, say, rugby sevens now that's an Olympic sport. The teams that generally compete for the gold medal at that uh, at the Olympics, yep. they're, they're playing they're playing in the Commonwealth Games too. You know, there are, there are some sports where you have the best that still come out and compete, and you know it's a, it's a it's a great stepping stone. Um, look, yeah, but I, but I think he makes a good point. There's so much stuff on the calendar for these athletes nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Robert Burrows says sharks have chucked out the babies with the bathwater. Bye bye. No, no, I don't. I think they're going to struggle um, if they don't. You know, start playing better footy, but I think he made the changes that he needed to make. Um, you know, Moylan's been struggling a little bit defensively on that left edge. Um, Braden Trindle's been playing some great footy in New South Wales Cup, and we saw at the start of the year how effective he was when he when he sl- slot in there. Yeah. And Connor Tracy, I mean, he's your man. Connor Tracy's in the centres for Super Talakai. Talakai back to the bench. Yep. Talakai can can cover your centre position or he can get into the second row and he can use his size and strength to uh, to gain some metres for the team. So I, th- I think they're good changes. Yep. Now, hey, bros, this is from Brad in Fakatane in New Zealand. Hey, bros, Satsy, you can do Kiwi jokes any time. Hey, bro, time for my fish and chips. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. I've got permission there. I've got permission to tell Kiwi jokes, but only the good one. Of course. Now, right, Frank you, you, also says Commonwealth Games are a joke. I, I, <laughs> I don't think they are. When you think about an athlete who's aiming towards any sort of any sort of games, Commonwealth Games is just a great introduction to competition. It is. For young athletes, you know, trying to sort of cut their teeth on the world What's stage. What's a sport? Tell me a sport. If you could go on to the Commonwealth Games for any sport, what would it be? Rugby. No, before rugby oh, was rugby, put in there. Oh, I would have been um, a swimmer. I was a very good swimmer as a kid. There's no way in the world. <laughs> I'm making that up. You've got to be six foot no, two. No, I, I would have been. Um, I, 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 it depends. I mean, beach volleyball would have been pretty handy. I reckon they could have used you as a javelin. <laughs> oh, mate, beat it. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. something I want to talk about in the second hour, Rat, and I want to get a little bit more time on this because you are in the, in the player agents uh, space. Mm-hmm. 
the Manly Seagulls have released on their website a list of player managers that have players at their club. Now, there's this misconception. So don't comment yet. We're going to get to a break here. We'll talk about it in the second hour. So stick around on Sports Day because there's a misconception, I suppose, that they're trying to get out there that it's not the case that Manly has been controlled by one one manager for a, a large space of time. So they've got on the front foot to say, no, that's not the case. That's not the case. And and this is why it's not the case. These are the list of managers that have got players at our clubs and how many players have got at our clubs. So we'll talk about that in the second hour. Let's get to a break on Sports Day. We're here for Pickering's Caravans, and that sports update was brought to you by Mitre 10, the local business that values having yours. That's why the trade trusts Mitre 10. Stick around after the break. We'll, uh, we'll get to your text messages. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Rat uh, see Pickering Caravans. We're here for Pickering Caravans. I've got to say, this model is unbelievable. What, what's Benny? What's the design of this? The the Mica Top Seven. So yeah, if you go to the it. Toowoomba Outdoor Expo, July twenty eighth to thirtieth, grab a show only deal. So make sure you get along there to see the range of caravans for Pickering Caravans. Been outstanding hosts here, and I've got to say. Benny, the GM there, has just cooked us some sausages, sausage sizzle. How good is a sausage sizzle? I'll when you're you, camping. I'll tell you there's only one thing better than a sausage sizzle. What's that? Barbecue sauce and mustard. Oh. Tomato sauce is an out. Oh, it's an out for me. Yeah. Big time. No yeah. tomato sauce. My wife's all over the tomato uh, sauce. I'm, I'm a Barbie man for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get some of your text messages. And they all revolve around the judiciary that's going on tonight and also Commonwealth Games. There's a few people are talking about the Commonwealth Games. We've got... Uh, Dean Russell here has one, and what's he said? Yeah, my, my best Australian victory to the Commonwealth Games, Andrew Lloyd, number one, 5,000 metres, Auckland, 1990. Yeah, that's, that's Jenny Jenny Turrell, women's 400-metre freestyle, Christchurch, 74. Hayley Lewis, all five gold medals, oh, Auckland, yeah. 1990. Tick. Ian Thorpe, all four gold medals in Kuala Lumpur, 98. Rob De Costello, men's marathon, Brisbane, 1980. 82, that was. Kerry yeah. McCann, women's marathon, Melbourne, 2006. I knew they had them in the early 2000s. Yeah. Dawn Fraser, women's 100 freestyle, Perth, 62. Sam Wellsford, men's 15-kilometre scratch. Scratch. Gold Coast. Gold Coast, 2018. That's a great list, Dino. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Let's put going some effort into that. Yeah, absolutely. Frank just reckons I hope they dump Origin soon. Please. I don't know what Frank's Frank, talking about. What are you talking about? What are you talking hey? about, Frank? Are you the new Glenn? Mm. I'm not quite sure. Um, now, Steve from Dubbo says he can't hear the Clint. Yeah, well, we had Clint O'Brien on earlier on. Isn't it a – it's an interesting early stage of his life and his career, isn't he? Yeah. He gets recruited by Arthur Beetson. Lives with Jack Gibson. Lives with Jack Gibson and then – Then moves in with Jack's SP. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bookie. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we'll put the two front – we'll put the front row in here because he can guard the cash yeah, and yeah. have a win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. And then goes to Newcastle, one of the most parochial – Oh, fan base you've ever seen wins a comp against yeah. a side that were basically a dollar three to win the grand final that year. The Parramatta well, Eels. Well, the Parramatta Eels were were killing it that year. And Jason Taylor went there and played halfback, broke every record. Yeah, they changed just, the way that they. Yeah, they, they were the red hot favourites going into that. Hindy uh, had a Hindy had a, a massive year. In uh, the first twenty minutes, Newcastle blew them off the park, didn't they? It was twenty four nil at half time. Yeah, and I think it ended up thirty. 
228 or 24 something like yeah. that. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure Sporty, Sporty Gab will remind us, mm. or Glenn will remind us what that scoreline was. But yeah, I think they got out to a 24 nil lead. Uh, Billy Peden scored two tries. Yeah. Uh, Joey was the was the Clive Churchill medalist. Uh, ben Kennedy, ben Kennedy absolutely. Was, I just remember him being well. amazing that night. Tamana Tahu mm. had a great side. Yeah, Steve from Dubbo reckons he said, "If I've cleared the Tino tackle on my own, then it's case closed." Uh, Para one and I had RCG hit forty-one to one first try scorer, as I'm sure you know by now. I back him all the time. That's twice this year he's crossed for the first scorer. Forty-one to one. Well, he only needs to do it once and. You know, if you had, if you had a hundred on him every time he every game, give me a piece of that mm. forty-one to one. Uh, that's the first hour, and thanks for thanks to Pickering Caravans being here at the Treasure Island Resort Park, and uh, we're going to get to a break really, really soon. After the break, we're going to talk about the Manly Seagulls and about what they put on their website yep. and the managers. And, yep. and Rad, I want to get your opinion on that because yep. I think it's actually not a bad step forward by Tony Mestroff and their and yep. their executive management team. So if you want to get involved in the show, 0457-736-736 or if you're in New Zealand, of course, 8833 to get involved in the show. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. if you want to give us a call. And I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, I think Glenn will give us a call in the next hour. Uh, we've got a couple of people calling up we're going to try and get to in the next hour as well. This is Sats Rat for Sports Day. For Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, trained for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day for a Tuesday night edition with Sats and Rat. And remember to get your best caravan adventure story in for a chance to win a Sports Day Esky. Is that okay? That's good. Chili bin? Yep. Either way, get involved in the show. 0457 736 736 or in New Zealand. We need to do is text double eight double three. We're here for Pickering's Caravans. Now they're going to be at the Toowoomba Outdoor Expo. We've got a lot of listeners through that Western Belt, that Western Corridor, uh, out from Brisbane to Ipswich, up into Toowoomba and the Darling Downs. So if you're going to the Toowoomba Outdoor Expo, make sure you get along and have a look at Pickering Caravans and their range. We'll go to PickeringCaravans.com.au. Have a look at the range, and you, you'll get a special if you buy one in the next two days. You'll get Rat. We'll be in an added on, and he'll be your cook. <laughs> In your first oh, trip, no. you don't want me cooking. I can, I can assure you of that. <laughs> can I just tell you, we've, we've, I've, I'm a sucker for sausage sizzles. Mm. Like I can't control myself at sausage sizzles. I've had four already. Can I tell you, Woogie has inhaled at least eleven. Mm. At least yeah, eleven. He hasn't sausages. even chewed any of them. <laughs> He's <laughs> put them in and just inhaled them. their long yeah, sausage. Stay away from the bathroom <laughs> in the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, thanks to our partners, Kia, the official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. First game, Thursday night, and it is at uh, Accor Stadium, and they're expecting... Now, the biggest crowd for a standalone Matilda's game last Friday night mm. against France, the friendly, just over 50,000. Mm. They're going to improve on that by 30,000 people. They'll have just over 80,000 on Thursday night. It's going to be an absolute ripper. I'm very excited. I'm going to be down in Sydney, so I'm, I'm excited to get around the energy of it all. So, I uh, mean, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Mm. going to be absolutely amazing. And also in this next hour, we're going to do things that make you go, hmm. Oh, cool. You got a few there? It's a little one. So 0457 736 or of course in New Zealand, if you're calling up, it's double eight double three. Things that make you go, hmm, things you're quite mm. suspicious about yeah. or and not I, quite th- sure about. Yeah, well, that's this one for sure. 
I you, can't, are I, you going to throw it up? No, you throw it up later. Oh, do you want me to throw it up now? No, it's hook and tease. That's what we call it in the biz. I'm learning. The biz. I'm learning. Well done. Well done. Uh, also, we'll get to uh, some of those the topics around the Commonwealth Games. We've still got some texts coming in around the Commonwealth Games. Also, Daniel from Prairie Wood, our smartest listener. Uh, he's part of the, the Einstein group. He is, yeah. Uh, he is... Skipper of it. He's got a good text here, and it's in relation to Lee Hadjipentalis, West Tigers chairman on NRL 360 uh, last night, which we alluded to, one of his comments around Justin Pascoe and the CEO role. We'll get to that very soon, but firstly, we have... we we'll call her. Part of the WAC pack, Glenn, is on the line. <laughs> How are you, Glenn? G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, yeah good. good. What's 25 minutes on hold tonight. Anyway... Um, hey, Mitch it's and Mark, actually, get back to your location, 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 27 minutes, boys. 48 seconds to be exact. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And don't get me started on dogs behaving badly. No, um, no. what have you got for but, us? Are you camping at the moment? Or you're right, away at the moment somewhere, aren't you? It's still away, mate. I've got a little bit on that. But I just wanted to say, firstly, I don't know if yeah. we got through last night, but the heartfelt tribute to Jock Zofrillo on MasterChef the other night was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah cheers to everyone's news, eyes, uh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I also wanted to congratulate Jonathan Somshaw on walking away with 510k on Million Dollar Minute the other day. And already the new champ, Dennis, is playing for 200k tomorrow. And just to, to uh, explain what happened tonight, uh, last night, sorry, boys. Yeah. Um... If we were a little secretive about where Glenn and I And just on cue, Woogie is going back and getting <laughs> another, another sausage. sausage. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Glenn. We, we had to come yeah. back straight away while Woogie was doing oh, his sausage. Geez, he puts a lot of sauce on there, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm mm. not a fan of the bread with butter on it. I love it with butter. Nah. A little bit of flavour. You've got to cut it down nah, a little bit. No, 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 no. Give me all the salt I can get. Yeah, thank you, Glenn. Yeah, that Thanks, tribute mate. on MasterChef was was good. Yeah, I've got to say, so I've got to say, it's 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 hard to watch at times, knowing that they filmed it obviously a while ago, mm. MasterChef, and and seeing obviously the outcome, and then um, and watching it is it's bizarre at some stages. You know, it's, oh, it's difficult to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now uh, Thursday night, not only is it up against the first match against Ireland, the the Matildas up against Ireland in the, in the first round of the, the Women's World Cup, the mm. FIFA Women's World Cup. The Dragons are playing the West Tigers. Yep. Now, many may laugh at this, and we I just heard Woogie giggle mm. while he was half biting into his 12th sausage. He loves us. You know, he just he's so used to biting the sausage. Like, he's... Do you, you're, you're bar- <laughs> he's so are, used to biting a are sausage. Are you a barbecue man or a t- t- tomato <laughs> sauce man? <laughs> what are you shaking your head for? Now, so... Um, the Dragons are sitting 16th on the ladder on 17 on six, 14 points, I should say. West Tigers are sitting on at 17th place and 12 points. Now, many people may laugh and go, huh, what a ridiculous game to have on Thursday night. But I've got to say, sometimes these games are one of the most entertaining. Well, I mean, there's a wooden spoon up for grabs and, and two, well, four very proud clubs, St. George Illawarra and the West Tigers. Yep. Um, None of them want to want to receive it. It's um, it's all to play for. Yep. Well, yeah, all to get away from. Um, Do you know what I love about me? What's your tip in that game? You see, des- you see desperation. Yeah. What's your in tip? What, West you like? Tigers. You like the West Tigers? I think on the back of Jareem Buller. Yeah, how good's he going? Jaden Sewer out for the rest of the season. Mm. Jaden Sullivan, Sullivan out for the rest of the season. season. Yeah, yeah. And Jareem Buller, he's just he's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, new coach coming in, though. These Dragons players, they're sort of playing for their future, so yep. we'll see. Okay, so I don't want to get your opinion on this, Rat. Mm. Um, and this is around the Seagulls have put a, an email out today through their media department, uh, sorry, on their website, saying they've tabled the list of player management agencies the club is working with in 2023. So, of course, there's been this there's been this, um, cons- this belief around that the Manly Seagulls are dominated by one manager, mm. And which, as we know, if you've been involved in club land, it can absolutely ruin your club if you do deals with one manager that has primarily or a majority of players in your in your top 30 squad. So mm. what usually sometimes happens is uh, you've got a very influential player at the club and you want to, if the club wants to sign that player, sometimes the manager will say, well, we'd love you to have this player for X amount. Yeah. But I've also got this player and this player that I can't get a deal for at any other club. And it'd be great if you could take them on as well. And they take up a part of your, your NRL playing list, top 30, top 35, including development players, that are, they're, not really, they're not really ready for NRL yep. and really don't have some of the attributes to play consistent NRL for your depth players. So that's how you get yourself in trouble. So when you go through this list, Rat, uh, Mario Tartak, he has seven players currently. Yep. Josh Schuster's one of those yep. players. Um, Daniel O'Loughlin, seven players. Um, Pacific Sports Management, which is Chris Or Gavinor, yep. has got six players. Yep. Uh, George Mimas, Paul Sutton, great guys. SFX. Yeah, SFX, yep. really good guys. Five players. Yep. So when you look at this, it's it's pretty spread out, isn't it? Steve Gillis, Isaac Moses, Chimes. five. Gillis, Chimesy. He's got one. He's got one. Clitch, Cossie, and there's a few yeah. others with one there. Yeah, so. Yeah, so it's a good spread. It is a good spread. And, and, and can I tell, can I, I'll tell the listeners, like, player agents don't work together either. No. No, <laughs> they, no, no. they don't. So they're not. They're, they're, these agents aren't colluding with each other to try to influence anything, one way, shape, or form. They're working for their own clients. Um, it's a yeah. It's a good spread of agents. They're certainly not he- top heavy with one agent. That's for sure. And I think by getting on the front foot, Manly Seagulls, and through their CEO Tony Mestroff, I think it's, it's, I think it's actually a real smart move. Yeah, it'd be interesting to it's see the list. Stops of, all, of the all the clubs. Though. Okay, now, this is probably going to force some clubs to maybe potentially do it as well. Yep. My next question is, mm. does it get a little bit murky when, and I'm not saying Manly, I'm saying any club, okay, so I'm not throwing Manly in the spotlight here. Does it get a little bit murky when your managers have got X amount of players, but they may also have some of the coaching staff as well? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm certainly not in that situation. Oh, yeah, I'm not in that situation at this level. Um, but, yeah, no, well, what you want as an agent is you want the best for your player. Yeah. And you're not going to send a player somewhere that is not best for them. Okay, I mean, but, it, but if, if I'm the manager of a coach yep. of an NRL club or even an assistant coach, and I've also got a player that's on the fringe and is possibly missing out, mm. are you not called talking to the coach and assistant coach and I'm, saying, hey, when are you giving Matty a go? I'm sure they are. Which is, that's difficult. That's yeah, a difficult yeah, yeah. conversation. There's been talks that's about um, player managers not being able to manage player coaches. I, I totally agree and, with and, that. And, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have any issue with that whatsoever. Yep. Just, yeah. Just take that right out of the, the realm of possibility in, in regards to conflict of interest. Because, yeah, it, it could create a grey area, that's for sure. Absolutely. Daniel from Prairiewood on the text line, 0457 736 736 or 8833 if we're in New Zealand. Sats and Rat, not sure if you managed to catch West Tigers chairman Lee Hadjipentalis NRL 360 last night. Yeah, we did, Daniel, and we, we alluded to one of his comments last night on the show. Kudos for fronting up, but the amount of gobbledygook 
Uh, I do gobbledygook, say, I think that says. Is it? Gobble, it is gobbledygook. gobbledygook. Yeah. Lawyer jargon and speak was deflecting accountability once again. To ask supporters to keep the faith is both arrogant and patronising. After 12 years of missing finals and mediocrity, you aren't awarded the Proven Summons medal, or trophy I should say, for finishing first commercially. You need to be very strong commercially, though, to make your club run. How much more patience do the franchise owners in West Magpies and the board have before invoking a change of leadership? Now, that's I do agree with you, Daniel. It was kudos for him for fronting up. He is mm-hmm. a very good orator. He's a very good debater, Lee Hadjipentalis. I've got to say, Lee Hadjipentalis is not only the chairman, but he's a man that tips a lot of money in the rugby league, mm-hmm. and that's what I like about him. Um, but what he did also allude to last night was... The board make the decision, not Lee Hadjimantalis and yeah. not Justin Pascoe. And so he also said there's no guarantees for anyone. Including himself. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's no guarantees for anyone. Like, like I said, I like the way Lee said that this is what we're, we're doing. And we're, this is our, you know, this is a, in, in an interview before this one, we said this is our plan. This is what we're doing. Now, if that doesn't work, like I said, then they've got to fall on the sword. It's mm. like, well, okay, we've given it everything. We're obviously not the guys to take this club forward. Someone's got to step in and fill the breach. Um, I, I was, I, I think they're actually in a better position. I, I know this is going to sound weird or sound bad, but, but I actually do think that, I mean, they've had a few injuries this year. Um, they've done a little bit tough. They've shown glimpses of, of form. Um, you know, they've, they've been without their best players the last few weeks. So, I mean, we're not, I'm not looking at that, but I think they were slowly improving throughout the season. Um, I think they're. I don't think they're all. I don't think you're throwing the baby out the bathwater just yet. I think you got to give it a little bit of time. Yeah, they have got some concerns there. I know that, and I think you don't write the end of this year off because you don't want to be awarded the the wooden spoon first and foremost. But there do there need, do need to be some subtle changes. I I, I do believe they need an independent an independent review done from someone who's completely outside of the club and be able to compile and present the hard, uh, the hardest a thing. very robust report on every department within who, that rugby league organisation. Who, who orders that? Well, the board's got to do that. Yeah. The board has to do that and they have to source an independent. And, and what if what if that, that independent review comes back and says, that board is useless, they've all got to go? Well, they've got to be, again... That's the thing. It's so one of those, are they going to order it if... Their, their positions on the line. Well, I, I don't know about the board themselves because obviously West Ashfield and the West side of it have a lot of money and a lot of influence through that. So from a board point of view, I'm not quite sure. Probably what you're more talking about is what influence does the chairman have on a lot of decisions in the rugby league department only? Yep. Don't worry about marketing, commercial and media, whatever it may be. How much influence has the CEO got in the rugby league department and, mm. and how positive is that is that uh, input? The new recruitment manager, Scott Fulton, was he brought into the organisation without the consultation of all key stakeholders and figures? Well, we know, we know he was. Well, that needs to be addressed. Mm. Uh, Tim Sheens, is his role within the club more so an advantage for the club if they push him into more of a coaching director or a general manager of rugby league, whatever it may be? You don't want to throw a man like him to the scrap heap with his history in the yeah, game yeah, and his knowledge. knowledge. And wisdom, yeah, yeah. Uh, is Benji Marshall ready for a head coaching role? next year, or do we need a head coach that he can sit under for another couple of years, i.e. Justin Holbrook, yep. for argument's sake? Yep. Or, and uh, things like your pathway... Have you done this before? Your pathway... <laughs> I've done it in a lot of a couple of AFL clubs. Yeah. yeah. Well, well that, that sounds like... 
if if you not if you announce that at the AGM of the West Tigers, this is what we're going to do. I reckon you'd get a standing ovation. But I've got a link at the club. Yeah, no, I'm... no, no, no. I'm oh, not saying you else. do it. Okay, okay, yeah. No, but but if the board, if Lee Hadjipantalis stood up and said, "This is what we're going to do," and he just went over what you just said, he'd get a he'd get a standing ovation from the crowd that showed up to that AGM just to, to go, thank goodness. Because I, I feel like sometimes, you know, and I, I talked about this um, a little bit with, um, maybe it was St. George or um, just about when you're building a house, mm. uh, it's it, it, sometimes easy just to knock the whole thing down and start again rather than just add little bits, like just keep adding things. Yep. And you end up with this, awful looking monstrosity that you think we should have just knocked it down and started again yeah and i think it's almost like i'm i'm still sitting i'm not a tigers fan right so this is coming from someone just from the outside looking in i'm 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 not sitting here thinking they are an absolute basket case and there is no light at the end of the tunnel for them i'm not thinking that just yet i'm thinking oh i can see some things that are getting a bit better and it's going to take a little bit of time um but I'm not following him to the nth degree like the diehard Tigers fan is, and they're 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 over it. Who can't afford to be disgruntled? At the yeah, time? yeah, absolutely. But like Lee said last night, and I get it. Like I know it's been ten years, but this is this is new. It's like with the Wallabies right now, right? They brought in Eddie Jones. Eddie's on a five-year deal. Mm. He's not going to change. If anybody thinks Eddie Jones has come in and they're going to win this World Cup, you're kidding yourself. He's, he's come in to try to make some changes. He's had two games. They haven't gone well. Things are going to change over the next year or two. And hopefully within the next three or four years, you know, leading into the next World Cup, you know, we're in a position to challenge for the World Cup. Yeah. Um, like, as a rugby fan, rugby's been rubbish for the last 12 years. It's been awful. They haven't won a thing. Well, 20 years. They haven't won a thing. Like, they haven't... It's It's been horrible. I mean... But I, I can't expect them, Eddie, someone to just come in and just flick a switch and all of a sudden it's just all bright and rosy again. And that's again. like the West Tigers. And you that's can't the expect West, someone no, to come in and just... Yeah, exactly. And you've got Sheensy's back at the helm. He's got great wisdom, great knowledge and understanding of the game. He's got a he's got a rookie coach that he's working with to try to train and coach and help. Understand? It's going to take a little bit of time. And, and, you know, I think they've bought well. I think Appy's a great buy. Papa Lee's a great buy. I think Bateman's been trying his guts out. Um, I think next year they'll get better and they'll slowly improve. But I, I, I just think heaping on them is not going to help them. I know what you're trying to get to then. Woogie, could you see where he was going? Australia Wallabies haven't won anything in like over 20 years. <laughs> he wanted us to say, oh, is that when you <laughs> scored the try oh, in the 2000, low? Oh, 2002 it was. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. So so we, yeah, we it was 20 years. It was yeah. 20 years. We saw where you're getting to, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the Polaris news, up, uh, news update. Thanks to Polaris. The end of financial year deals have been extended through to 31st of July. Get up to $3,000 with the free accessories on the Polaris Rangers. This is Sats and Rap for Sports Day. Let's get to a break. And after that, we've got things that make you go, hmm. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day. We are back and we are here for Pickering Caravans and... 
If you're up around the Darling Downs region and you love to go to the uh, the expos, the Toowoomba Outdoor Expo, July 28th through to July 30, go and look at the Pickering's Caravan site. Have a look at all their models as well. We've got one of the great models here. It is one of the glamping ones, I've got to say. Oh. If I was locked in here, there's a big chance I wouldn't get out. No, I'm staying. I'm... What about the air conditioning? I know. Full on suite. Gone to the days when the, mm. the old school. Yeah, you just had to pop open a window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now... For all the um, the listeners, don't forget the fourth test at Old Trafford commences tomorrow night. And if oh. you want to listen to it, every ball live on the SEN app starts at 7 p.m. And, of course, it's going to be interesting because uh, Pat Cummins has been interviewed uh, throughout the last 12 hours. He's hinted that David Warner, Warner will be able to keep his position in the side. Mm. David Husky. Warmer? Warner. Oh, Warmer. I thought you said David Warner. He needs it, to get a bit warmer with the bat. Warmer. Yeah. I've got to say, I think that's a risky move. Oh, man. While Stuart Broad is playing on those pitches over there, I think it's a risky move. Yeah, I'll give him enough goes. He'll get one right. <laughs> and that's all we need from him. You know, one, one, one good dig in the first innings in this test, we win the Ashes. If we get Warner, have, have, a, have a. No, if he scores 100. But if we get off to a bad start and we're two all going into the fifth, not. The mm. ideal situation to be. Yeah, no, not ideal. But also, I'm backing him. I'm backing him. They might opt for uh, Todd Murphy. Oh, to leave Todd Murphy. No, out. I, I Sorry, think yeah, I think I'll go with the two all rounders. Cam what? Green. What two all rounders? When's the last and, time we've had that? Oh, it's starting Wookie. to sound like Woogie. Oh, Wookie and and, and Marsh. Cam and, Green will come back in. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And Jimmy Anderson's playing. Yeah. The 46 year old. He's been playing the whole time. No, he missed the third test. Ollie Robinson's out. Mm, missed the third test. Why, Woogie? Did you, do you know why? You can't say... No, think, he's not injured. When, you, when you're the fourth best cricket commentator in the country, you can't say, I think he's out. He's not injured. Just got dropped. He bowls 125k an hour. <laughs> he's, That's why. He's literally an off spinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay, uh, as Woogie goes back for another sausage. Now, um, time for this. So, things that make you go, mm. And actually, Daddy Vass has put one in here. And I, I think work experience kid Breton's on the on the buttons at the moment. But Daddy put in, he paid $6.10 for a small flat white. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, Daddy Vass, is that, is that serious? $6.10. Mate, there's oh, a new cafe up the road, boys. I thought, I'd, yeah. I thought I'd tuck in there and, and try it out. Did you buy the Miso one? No, I was on Not the own. that price. Bloody, I can't afford it. I can't afford that. Six dollars ten. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I can afford to look after myself. John, 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 my things you make you go. Mm? Yeah. Gil McLaughlin. Yeah. Claiming Queensland is an AFL state or becoming an AFL state. Have I got my head in the sand? No, I've got to tend to agree. The way that it's tracking, I've got to tend to agree. Hmm. With that's purely participation numbers. Yeah. Come that's on, that's ridiculous. Too. I don't think it is ridiculous too. Because you look at that Western Corridor where Springfield is... Well, we probably should have a real league side. Where the 17th licence probably should have gone. But but because they've set up that big uh, facility out there with the lines... Did you have anything to do with that 17th? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I still it. believe today they got it wrong. So, <laughs> well, um, but won't you? But what they did is they just opened up that whole Western Corridor to, to the AFL. Allowed them to just basically own it. So It is... It is um, it's... A, it's What's, was he throwing around some numbers, wasn't he? Or? He did, He was. He was saying by the end of the year, they'll in, in terms of particip- participation numbers, yeah. um, and then in the next five to ten years, they'll dominate the state. Mm. Well, there's only one way to stop it. 
Well, do we throw the 18th license out in that western corridor? Well, if the dam is starting to burst, what you got to plug it. You plug you it. You plug it. Exactly. Like the finger in the dike. What? What? <laughs> Are you right? <laughs> no, that's uh, isn't that talking the... about <laughs> talking about woogie and sausages and you and sticking fingers in dikes. <laughs> yeah, isn't that like what? A, you know, it's like a damn wall. Yeah, isn't yeah. that the you know yeah. the thing? The, the finger in the dike. <laughs> You're thing? telling the story. You keep going. We'll sit back yeah, and listen. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, what, one of my uh, things that made you go, mm, as I was driving into here at Treasure Island Resort Park for Pickering's Caravan, I was um, sitting in the, at, in the, at, the, at the lights and I was thinking, what can, I, what can I add tonight for things that make you go, hmm? And I saw a lady at that very next moment walking along with a bird on her shoulder and then she had a lead from her hand to a collar around the neck of the bird. Oh, that's that's it's Kyle and Jackie O. When she was a kid, she used to go camping all the time. Yeah. And uh, her dad used to take her to these crazy rodeos and stuff out west and that. And anyway, on the way into the rodeo, this magpie had been hit by a car and it was on the side of the road. That's a little bit morbid, this story. No, I, no it's, it's beautiful because she went and saved the magpie. Yeah. And she put it on her shoulder what? and what? it just stayed there. What? And she's walking around... She's walking the around rodeo. the rodeo with a magpie on her shoulder. Is and it rodeo like, or rodeo? I don't know. Okay, yep, yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, you got a pet magpie. She goes, yeah, raised it, trained it, you know, like it's my pet, you know. She still got it? No. What she, happened? Well, she, halfway through the rodeo, she goes down to get some food with this magpie on her shoulder and the thing's head starts spinning around. What? And it drops off her shoulder and dies. Oh, <laughs> so she puts what a it, story. So she puts it in the bin. <laughs> This is a true story. And she goes back into the crowd after she has a feed. And uh, everyone's like, where's your magpie? Where's your magpie going? She's like, oh, it's in the car. It's having a rest. Meanwhile, it's just been laid to rest in the in the bin with the half-eaten hot dogs. Let's go to your story. <laughs> Camping stories. Like, it's quite I've got to take my horse and... Ah, you just have, you, you just have, you get great stories when you've um, been camping. What about uh, Titans fans? Bad news continues. Graham Annesley. Well, he admits he cannot defend referees for obviously being wrong. Obviously. Call for missing offside. Now, this is this has got to do with, obviously, the uh, the field goal or the missed field goal by Tanner Boyd. Now, the, the freeze-frame photos that have come out over the last 48 hours shows that there was at least three players offside, one being Regan Campbell-Gillard at Marco, who mm. got called out of the... Out of the play? Yes, after he'd run three metres, like a 125-kilo frame coming at a guy trying to kick a field goal, as if that's not going to make a difference. Um, mate, can I... You know what makes me go, mm, mm-hmm. is how many times have we had Graham Annesley stand up and and say, yeah, we got it wrong, mm-hmm. yeah, we got it wrong? Yeah, but what's the alternative? The only alternative... No, no. How many people have been... Hang on a sec. Stop yelling. Okay. <laughs> how many... <laughs> Settle down. How many people... Have been punished for that. Has anybody well, the only, been stood down? Well, the only way they punish them is they they rest some of the referees, the officials. Have which they? they have this year. Have they? Yeah, they've missed one week or two weeks. So, so Tino, he made a little mistake on the weekend. Mm-hmm. He's going to miss three weeks. I know. That mistake. And, that mistake could cost the Titans if they miss out by two points. That cost the Titans a semi-final. Mm. Should should that referee not miss at least three weeks? Well, based on your argument and the analogy you use with the player, possibly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so why isn't there a pool of referees that, mate, if you're not performing, get back to reserve grade and we're going to get someone in who can do the job properly. Or worse, you can make him a touchy. Yeah, exactly. And stay <laughs> off the field. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I think with all field goals? What? I think with all field goals, whether you miss it and it goes over the dead ball line, or even if you get 
the goal, the the field goal. But most importantly, when you miss it and it goes over their ball line, I think play should be stopped and they should check the bunker anyway. I think the bunker should check and see whether anyone's oh, offside. Score, well, it's a scoring play. And you're right, so you could be onto something. I I think I stole it off Sugar, yeah, Joel nice. Kane. Yeah, right. Okay. But we're not live, so I'll just take it from myself. <laughs> but... Um, but, yeah, I think if you – like, for example, Tanner Boyd misses the other day. They yep. go, right, he's missed the field goal. They turn, blow time check. off, and the bunker just needs to check, and all he, it'll take them 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah. I mean, he say, should have kicked that field goal. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, the, the reality is this, so Sats, it's like he had time, but those players, had he had they stayed on side, would have been probably a metre, two metres further back. That that makes a big difference mm. in, your, in your psyche when you're kicking a field goal. I remember from when I kicked all those ones I kicked back in the day. But um, <laughs> khaki left. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever works. Okay, listen. Before we get to the break, it is round twenty-one of the NRL mm. this week. So um, let's have a look at. Well, let's just focus on a couple of the sides who have had some big ins and outs for this week. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that. I, I mean, there's been call for some big changes at the Sharks. They, they haven't been performing, and particularly against the top eight sides. And, and mate, uh, I'll tell you. Craig Fitzgibbon has wielded the axe. He's got rid of Matt Moylan. He's he's rested. Matt Matt Moylan is not even in the reserves. He's he, he's not injured. Um, he's he's chucked in Braden Trindle into the six jersey, which I think is a, a good move. I think it's a good move, yeah. And um, Sivitalikai has gone back to the bench. He can cover second row. Yeah. You could put him up front if you had to. Um, and and he can cover in the centres. And they've, they've chucked in your man, Connor Tracy. Yeah. Boom. I think it's a great move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see um, how they fare this week. Who are they playing? They're playing the, uh, they're playing the Manly Warringah Seabirds at, at uh, Shark Park on on Sunday. I'm going to be at this game. I'm pretty excited. Oh, because you were talking about last yeah. night. It's the Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers Cup. And Matt Lodge is making his debut for the Sea Eagles. You know, I heard today that he's never, ever finished a contract. <laughs> well... Well, one he's could, never finished a contract. Well, one we got, he nearly got locked up. In well, New well, York. well, yeah. I mean, but the other, like, I'm, and I think he got a full payout from the Warriors, he didn't did. he, when got he left? Full, like, got, that was a strange one. Yeah, that was weird. I want to know more about that. Mm, we should, we'll never get the answer. No, we won't. We get on well with Andrew Webster. Yeah, now we'll after ring last him. Night. So, mate, tell us, give us a drum. We'll get him, get a few beers. We'll just, we'll just have, absolutely yeah. hammer him. Let's get to a break. Sats and Raptors. Well, actually, before we do that, yeah, South Sydney, of course, Latrell Mitchell's in. Uh, Joy Arrow is back. Uh, Campbell Graham is back. Who did you, you say? Mate. Ten changes. The ten changes. In the words, yeah, they've got uh, Tavita Tavola and, and Hame Saleh in the front row. Kalama Tungy, Joy Arrow, Cam Murray. That's a forward pack, isn't it? Mm. When, and in, in the in the great word the words of the great man, Woogie, mm. when you've got a forward pack with Tom Burgess on the bench, you're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So. so the Bunnies this week, they, that is a... That is one of the potential matches of the season so far. Friday night, it this should have been at Allianz. Yeah. But, of course, because of the Women's World Cup, the FIFA World Cup, this is played at Sunshine Coast Stadium, mm. which probably holds about, I reckon, ten or 11,000. Oh, it's going to be a blockbuster, this. And, yep. yeah, look, the, the, Broncos. The, the Broncos are, are pretty much at full strength. Uh, Jesse Arthur is playing on the wing. Obviously, um, Corey Oates is injured. But Payne Hartback? Uh, Payne Haas is back. Yes. Wow. So, yeah, they're at full strength. Uh, oh, Brandon Pakura is in there still. Um, Paddy Carrigan's back. Paddy Carrigan's last back. Week. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a red-hot game, this. And, and look, the, the Rabbits need to turn their form, and they haven't had a good last couple of months. So 
But it doesn't matter. Like, what matters now is the next couple of months, and the good teams will start cracking the whips now. Yeah, absolutely. Sats and Rat for sports. So let's get to a break, and we'll have a netball update next because it's still very exciting in women's sport because the Women's World Cup, the Netball World Cup, which is starting at the end of July in South Africa, is just around the corner. Sats and Rat, stick around. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Nelly across the finishing line. We're here for Pickering Caravans. Go to pickeringcaravans.com.au to have a look at their range or if you're in and around the Darling Downs. Toowoomba Outdoor Expo, July 28th through to the 30th. What happened then? Was oh, that... your dog. It's just... It... Frank. Yeah, he's going nuts. Trying to eat the sausages. Mm. Trying to get them back from Woogie. <laughs> netball update. Still a very exciting time. Of course, we saw the Suncorp Super Netball Grand Final last week, won by the Adelaide Thunderbirds up against the Swifts. Yep. Exciting game. One, I think it's usually the Grand Finals are in any sport um, most mostly the, the best game of the season because mm. it's fought out between the two best sides. But that game last week was just, it was amazing. It was phenomenal a week and a half ago. But the Origin Diamonds... Well, their squad has been central. This is thanks to Flight Centre, your real deal centre, been great supporters of Australian netball and the Origin Diamonds squad. That's been settled into their training camp because they picked a squad first a number of weeks ago. They fine-tuned that down. The training camp um, has started as they prepare for the Netball World Cup. Now, this is Friday, 28th of July, which is... that when is... it starts? Yeah, so... And they've only just gone into camp? Well... They've been in camp, but they they diluted the squad right. from the original amount amount of players that were that were, uh, were planning to fight for those final positions. So 28th of July against Zimbabwe, and this is in South Africa, Rat. How exciting! How exciting this will be! Oh, Massive yeah, yeah. sport, great, great in South Africa. Great place to tour South Africa. Some beautiful sights. Um, it does surprise me though, Sats. Like 10 days to have that refined squad together, because when you've got that bigger squad, everyone's having a go. Yeah. And you're not and you're not refining those become, te- that teamwork becomes individualised, doesn't yeah, it? Rather yeah. than working as you know, yeah, yeah. as a as a team, as a cup as a you know, whether you're seems... whether you're working in small groups, but yeah. when you've got a big a big team and a big squad together, you're doing your best just to win your spot. Well it's a World Cup. Yeah. I mean we were um I mean I think we spent six weeks together before the two thousand and three World Cup, the the Wallabies. It's a it's a, it's a big build-up. You want to get things right. You only get one shot at it. Yeah. So yeah, look, all, all the best, Tom. We're, 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 you know, if we're not the best, we're generally running second. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. Good luck, Tom. And yeah, it's always yeah. Most notably, it's it's always been England, Australia, New Zealand, of course, mm. who've been the powerhouses. But South Africa, the host nation, oh, they're going to be, be very, very strong. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do want to watch any of the netball, the World Cup netball, and Friday the twenty eighth of July is is Australia, the Origin Diamonds up against Zimbabwe. You can enjoy it all live and action free on Ko Freebies. Okay, oh, so yeah. you don't have Ko, get into Ko because of course there's a lot of Big sports coming around at the moment. So KO freebies to watch all of the World Cup, the Netball World Cup. Thanks to Flight Centre. Your real deal centre playing centre for over 40 years. Now, can I just touch on really quickly uh, mm-hmm. before we get to a break and we'll wrap the show up at the other side of the break. The Sharkies, we only touched on it at the start of the show, but are you a little bit concerned, not only with the way they're playing, but you know, we spoke about 
you know, they were a top four side, and they still could be a top four side because they're yeah. so close to yeah. the ladder. But are you concerned that they could potentially miss the eight altogether? I'm I'm really concerned. You know, yeah. I talked about some sides falling back for for your teams like your Cowboys and and so on to sort of jump into the eight, and and the way the Sharks have been performing, that they could be one of those teams. I will, I will say, what I want to do with this, Sats, is I want to go over it like, next week. I want to sit down with you after this round of footy. Yeah. And I want to go over, you know, those teams from sort of fifth down to 12th. Who are still in contention. Who are still in contention. I want to look at their run home and I want to, you know, I want to get our listeners' opinion and I want to break it down. Like, let's let's work out, you know, based on games played, you know, or games they've got to play, you know, where they sit on the ladder, points for and against, which is going to be critical for those teams placed, you know, fourth all the way down to... 12th at the moment in relation to where we think they may finish on the ladder because uh, I think that we might get a few surprises. Mm. Yeah. Now the Cowboys, we saw a text in the run home, the show before us, and it was said the Cowboys are still paying, was it $10 to make the top four? Yeah, $10. The Cowboys have got para this week. If they beat para, they'll jump into the eight. The, my, my worry about them finishing in the top four um, is they've got the Broncos in three weeks' time, mm. um, and they've got Parramatta. Uh, they got Penrith in Penrith, round twenty-seven. Yeah. So they're the things we want to. I want to talk about. I want to break it down for each each of those teams that are in contention. Yeah. We can probably not worry about St George. We can probably not worry about um, Roosters are gone. Yeah, the Roosters yep. or, or the Tigers. Um, Sorry, but, Bondi, but, Jack. but pretty much every other club, every other team, if they can get a run on, yeah. if they can if they can string a few together, they might find themselves in that eighth spot, or they might find themselves jumping up into that top four. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to break it down. We really have a deep dive into where the teams uh, sit and who they got to play leading into the semis. Sats and Rat for Sports Day. We are here at Treasure Island Resort Park for Pickering's Caravans. And just uh, hang around because we'll wrap the show up after this. And Have you got a last laugh, Rat, or not? No, I have don't. I can laugh? probably come up with one. Well, you probably won't be better than mine, but <laughs> you can do your best. So Sats and Rat for Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day. Let's wrap the show up. And we're here for Pickering Caravans. It's been outstanding, Benny and the crew, setting up this beautiful caravan, the barbecue, the, the pull-out bench as well. We had plenty of sausage. We had some sausages. Woogie's not only eating all the sausages. Oh, he's, he's cleaned up the, the bread. The peanuts, <laughs> the bread, the lollies, and the chips. Mm, he's gone hard. <laughs> he's, he's been working hard. Uh, so you're, are you going to do the last laugh tonight? Mm, yeah. Got one for us. Um, we're going to talk about, before we wrap up, we're going to talk about the Dally M's. Mm. Okay. So this is interesting because the Dally M went behind closed doors, listeners, round 12. Okay. The leader after round 12 was Payne Haas on 30 points. Mm. But, you, yeah, keep going. Nathan Cleary, 27. Yep. Okay, so you got injured player, Payne Haas. Nathan Cleary, injured player on 27 points. Harry Grant on 25 Okay, still played. Nico Hines had a few tough weeks, didn't he? Mm. You've got to remember during Origin, you don't get 
Dally M's. No. You miss out if you miss a game through Origin. Yeah, you should get points in, Dal- in the Origin for Dally M's. You think if so? If you're playing it. But, but if you back up the following week, you can't then get double points. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, Nico Hines, 25 points. Reese Walsh, 24 points. But, of course, he had a three-week suspension as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, two but they the, included Origin for yeah, that. So yeah. he's he's involved this week because we spoke about that last night. Yeah. The NRL have allowed their Origin 3 to be one of his games. Latrell Mitchell, 23 points, missing with an injury. He's been missing for months. Ben Hunt, 22 points. Team has been going pretty ordinary. Like bastards. But that can be and that can be advantageous for him. Yeah, but Ben Hunt hasn't been great in those games no. throughout, throughout that whole contractual debate. And Cody Walker on 22 points mm. has been outstanding while all those players have been injured. Cody Walker. Dylan Edwards, 22 oh, points. Hasn't missed any games. And has been outstanding. Yeah, I like it. Well, Sean might... Johnson, the oh, last one, on 22 points. Sean Johnson is leading the Dally M's right now. D- do you think so? Yes, I do think so. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Sean Johnson... Well, Dylan a, Edwards yeah, and Reese Walsh. He can get six points, can't he? Yeah, so two judges now, yep. he gets six points. So if they both give him three points, yep. he gets six. Yeah, so three plus three <laughs> usually means six. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he could potentially be getting six points per game. The last five weeks of footy for him have been pretty impressive. There yep. was one game there where they probably weren't at their best, but... Yep. Um, he has been fantastic. Although the week before last, he, he had a pretty quiet game in his 200th, actually. It was actually, it was um, uh, Metcalf who, who had a blinder yeah, in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, uh, Dylan Edwards, though. Yeah, Dylan Edwards, Sean Johnson, I think, uh, I, reckon, I reckon they'd be up, they'd be at least up with Payne Haas and, uh, and Cleary. So they're eight points behind those guys, mm. Edwards and Johnson. And Haas has been out for, what, three or four weeks? Three mm. weeks? Three weeks. Yeah, Cleary's been out for five or six. Yep. And, yeah, so that's it. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. I think we could be – I think we could potentially see one of the – yeah, because we have seen some years where there's been a, a complete blowout mm. when it comes to by the second last round, we know who the winner is. Yeah. That won't be the case. I don't nah, think definitely not. Definitely could not. we see a joint? We could. We could see a joint. Who was we the see last joint? joint one? That was – Cooper Cronk and Jason Talmalolo, I yes, think it was. Yes, it was. Might have mm. been 2016 or 2017, I think that was. They should do a count back. More man of the matches get it. That's can't it. have two. Is it, is it like, it's, it, it's the best player. Yeah. Not the best players. I, I think they should do a count back. So if you were equal, mm. okay, so when you were playing, you're having your best year. What was the best year you think you had? Oh, I don't know. I can't really 99. separate them. <laughs> 99? Let's no, say 99. I was injured for most of 99. That's probably um, premiers, yeah. 2000 probably. Had a good okay, 2000. 2000. Yeah. Uh, another great player in 2000 that year was uh, Darren Lockyer from the Broncos. Yeah. So you and Lockyer finish up equal Dalian medal yep. winners. Okay? Yep. And they say, we've got to give it to Lockyer because you're a winger. Because yep. you're a winger, Lockie's got to get it. No, no. You wouldn't be happy with no, that, would you? No, it's not because you're a winger. It's, it's okay, if, if in eight of the games that I polled in, I got man of the match, mm-hmm. and in seven he got man of the match, and I got you know a lot of subsequent points in and around that, then I get it because I had eight man of the matches and he only had seven. 
I was the best player on the field eight times. Oh. He was only the best player on the field seven times. That's a good way to separate it. Uh, let's get to this. Oh. Well, on sports day, it's time oh. for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe yeah. I just wandered in. I, he's coming right I, in. He's going to do a set. I was listening to the radio the other day, yeah. and I heard that this actress was killed. Yep. Anyway, I went into the, in, to the house, and I said to Chloe, did you hear about that actress that got killed? And he goes, she said, what's her name? I said, Maurice, someone or other. And she goes, with a spoon. Oh. I said, no, it was with a knife. That's been used five times. <laughs> that's the last one. That is your <laughs> How last one. good laugh. is that? Exactly. <laughs> hey, thank you very much to Clinton O'Brien, Treasure Island Resort Park, and also, most importantly, Pickering's Caravans. Benny, thank you very much for hosting us here tonight. And thank you most of all, the listeners for joining in tonight. Uh, we've got a, uh, Woogie, you're back tomorrow night. Woogie's back tomorrow night, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us on a Tuesday night, and can't wait to hear from you again tomorrow night. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day.